When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Matthew Kayfabe. I'm going to pull a swerve at some point, like an NWO style, and just hit you with a reality chair, and you're just <laughs> never going to recover. I'm going to become Matt oh, no, Reality. I don't. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not happening yet. Um, fuck, man. If we... I, I feel like if we say this at the beginning of each WCW episode at the moment, people might just like go, oh, okay, well, skip. Um, like, I'm going against my writing lecturer's advice that he gave me like two days ago. <laughs> but um, of like not giving away the ending right at the start. But... uh. Man, the end of this episode is something to behold. That's not bad. That's that's not bad. I haven't completely oh, given away. <laughs> I just like I'm I'm really really keen for you to like really push um y- y- the writing the writing studies into the podcast. Like I'm just like hoping that you'll be like, hey, like we need to be a bit more like we need to create a bit of tension in the in the opening. And it's like, hello, welcome to WrestleWolf. And in my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of feedback. I got feedback from, so my lecture at the moment is my favourite lecture I've had so far at uni. And I handed in my first assignment for him. And I thought I'd done a really good job. And I had worked really fucking hard on it. And I didn't, like, get failed or anything, mm. but there was a lot of feedback and it crushed me. It crushed me so oh, hard. Good. I was like, but, but I... But we get along so well. I thought we were friends. Just a full heel turn, like he just like. I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's doing his job. But in my head, I was like, mm. I've never been so betrayed. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, and like obviously, I'm on your side in this. But you asked me to read your story, and it was like 
the cool lecturer man looked down from his podium and spotted me across the hall. We made eye contact. Hmm. I licked my lips and it was on. Like I'm like, if you're gonna if you're gonna send in fan fiction about having sex with your lecturer, then he's obviously like he can't give you a high grade. It's just not the climate we live in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't give that a HD in case the student <laughs> dobs you in. And it says here that you gave you gave Damien a high distinction for this filth. <laughs> anyway, speaking of filth, let's get into this episode of Nitro. Um, so, I, I I actually enjoyed. So, look, full disclosure: I haven't really been enjoying Nitro the last couple of episodes in particular. It is, I know, episodic television is formulaic by its very nature. But you've got to have slightly different things happening every week, you know? Like, mm. Jack Bauer on 24 wasn't doing the exact same script every week, you know? Like, he was he was diffusing slightly different bombs in slightly different places, you know? <laughs> like, you have to give the audience some difference. And we do do this until the last sort of segment. Uh, but they... We do start with the with a cold open where the giant and Loch Ness mm. monster are just beating down on each other. What did you think of this? I think it's cool, man. I I love whenever whenever you get hints of like WCW going off script. I'm I'm real pro. Yeah, this felt like for the first time since we've started doing this podcast, this felt like uh oh, this is WCW. This is what I remember. This is the Nitro that I remember. Crazy openings. People just brawling for no reason. Uh, <laughs> like Absolutely not. I, I, well, they, they had like a slight... Wasn't there a lumberjack match or something that they got in each other's face yeah, about but, last week? But they didn't have a reason then to get in each other's face. The only reason is that like someone has realised, hey, giant, tall, Loch Ness fat... This would be like a, you know, exciting thing. Yeah, and they absolutely mentioned that immediately. Uh, like, so Lex Luger's meant to be having a match with the Loch Ness monster. He is already too busy punching on with the giant in the ramp way <laughs> to the ring as well, which is also a bit strange. Like, if there was going to be, a, if a fight was going to break out, I assume the giant has run out and attacked Loch Ness as Loch Ness was on the way to the ring. I assume so, yes. But as usual, no, the com the comboys do not explain anything in this episode, and it it really hurts <laughs> the storytelling in a lot of different ways. Um, Lex Luger appears again. I kind of liked Lex in this segment. He appears with both his belts, uh, hands the belts over to a young lady who holds them for him, so he can pose. He does all his poses grabs his belts again and then just shows them to these two while they're beating the shit out of each other and walks up he to the ring. To see. Uh there's a part of me that's actually starting to enjoy Lex Luger's performance. Is this Stockholm syndrome, Matt? Yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is right. <laughs> he gets in the ring, uh the Loch Ness monster gets counted out because he's still punching on with um with the giant. Uh I think it. I think it was Eric who was like, "Oh, this." Is no, it was Mongo. Of course, it was Mongo who quotes a, a monster movie. He's like, "This is like Mothra versus Godzilla." <laughs> uh, Le 
It's it's like it's like the Pillsbury Doughboy versus like Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, anyway, Lex gets another win. Um, he's obviously getting a push towards a championship match at some point. But I didn't mind Lex being a bit of a <laughs> dickhead heel here. Uh, mm. Jimmy Hart's out there. He jumps up and down, jumps in his arms. They embrace, and then Lex remembers, oh shit, Sting might be watching, and tells Jimmy <laughs> to go away. <laughs> He's just been doing the same thing for so long. Yeah, I mean, this has been happening for... But this was slightly more enjoyable than other things that have been going on for so long that happened later in the episode. That's true. Uh, We then cut to the convoys at their desk. Pepe is dressed as Napoleon, or maybe he's dressed as Eric Bischoff. Ah, zing, Eric (laughs) Bischoff. Uh, Bobby has come as golfing legend Jack Nicholas. Mongo's come as one of those uh, 60s pop group, The Monkees. And uh, Eric has come as the Think We're, I Think We're Alone Now singer, Tiffany. Uh, you have to look up, the, you have to look up the, the front cover of Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now. That's a Google joke. I'll give you five seconds to Google it now. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, we get, uh, of course, we get Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage uh, cutting a promo with Mean Gene. I literally had to add these notes in afterwards because I paid no attention to this promo. Do you have any thoughts about the Mega Powers Hi. promo? Oh, sorry, it's not with Mean Gene. It was Tony Schiavone. Sorry, sorry, but that's the one. That's the one thing out of this is that we get Tony showing up for the second time in our podcast, but the first time on Nitro. Yeah, I'm um I'm all out on anything to do with the mega powers. It's so boring. I the, just uh, I literally tuned them out. I'm not it's not even a bit. I was just like, uh yeah. Okay. And like Matt and I have known each other for for quite a while now, and Macho <laughs> Man legitimately is one of my top guys. Like I have a t shirt of his, I fucking love him. I love the memory of him, and this is like, this isn't doing much to help me <laughs> keep him up there. Yeah, it's. I'm really hoping that Uncensored is the end of this, whatever it is, feud. Yeah, I bet you it's not. I think that this feud, even though Randy Savage has died, um, is still going. Somehow. Uh, next up, the Steiner brothers get a win over Public Enemy with a flying bulldog off the top rope. Um, this match was good. I was into this. I love um, I love the Steiner brothers. I just love how like real everything is. And I also like... I don't like WCW's Public Enemy. Listen to our ECW show hmm. uh, to hear our thoughts on what the Public Enemy should be because it's exactly what they are in ECW. But uh, I like the public enemy's willingness to just get punched in the head by Scott Steiner. (laughs) Like, they don't care. Yeah. uh, I loved uh, Rick's ring gear in this match. Um, And what I noticed is the Steiners are, like, really over with the crowd. Like, the crowd love the Steiner brothers. Yeah. Which is, like, quite strange, because they're obviously, they have been to the WWF, but they're sort of a WCW homegrown, yeah, sorry, Eric, uh, homegrown talent that become, like, that are just obviously just absolutely adored. Yeah, I mean, the pop for them when they come out is is uh, Road Warriors-esque. Um, Rocco took a really nice bump through a table, I thought, 
this was just a this was a good solid wrestling match. I was actually yeah, but it was pretty I'm much a- the one time throughout the whole episode that I was really invested. I'm a little bit obsessed with the tables thing because like tables are now like you know among the most like you know iconic tag team modern things is the table spot and public enemy were really the first people to do that like obviously sabu is the innovator of using tables in wrestling um but i think tables are probably most uh most sort of recce most sort of linked to to you know the edge chris edge uh christian jeff hardy hardy boys um Dudley Boys matches like the Dudley Boys, you know, get the tables be- sort of became their thing, but really it was Public Enemies and Public Enemy are just you know don't have a legacy. They don't exist. That's true. Well, that's what happens with WWE, right? It's because it's the biggest, because it was the biggest thing, and and it won the war. And then at the end of that sort of war, those three tag teams were some synonymous with. I wouldn't say they were like they didn't have hardcore matches as such, did they? But I mean, they were really no. like table, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs was their was their thing. That's yeah. essentially like their legacy is that pay per view that's done really poorly now. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, next up, finally, we get some decent talent on this show. The Booty Man gets a win over Arn Anderson <laughs> with a just a knee to knee to the head. Doesn't even have a finisher or anything. Answers get and gets back in the ring, and the booty man kind of like knee slash thighs him to the head, and Arn just, I, legitimately, I'm sure, I'm sure this is not the case, but it felt like Arn was like, ah, oh, fuck this shit, and just took the finger poke of doom, lie down, so, so the booty man could get his win. It's so uh, unacceptable. What did you what did you think of the booty man? This went for longer than five minutes. This is Arn Anderson, one of the greatest talents of all time, one of the worst current managers of all time. Uh and he's losing to the the, the butt character. I just <laughs> the- I can't handle it. <laughs> Do the butt man. Swing your hips <laughs> from side to side. <laughs> it's um I'm I'm happy that the booty man's finally getting a shot at a title after three weeks. Finally the respect he deserves. I mean this is um there there's so much in this episode of like, ah, Hulk's um Hulk's friends are getting a really good shake at the moment. Uh Booty Man's getting a shot at the US title against Diamond Dallas Page because they're now fighting over uh, and this is worse when you say it this way, the booty girl or mm. Diamond Tellus' Paige's wife, um, who, for some reason, as soon as the microphones come on, I cannot remember her name. Uh, the Diamond Doll, Kimberly Page. Kimberly. God damn it, man. Um, she was also in the uh, 40-year-old virgin. A 30-year-old virgin? Was he 30 or was he 40? Uh, 40, yeah. Oh, 40. Oh, that's grim. Um. That's the yeah. point of the film. <laughs> That's the whole know, conceit of the film. Is like you're forty. There's a lot of Bergman. like forty. Seth Rogen going forty. Paul yeah. Rudd going you're forty. I would prefer that movie if 
he found himself sitting silently on a beach throwing stones into the water for about six minutes and then death approached him on the beach and instead of talking they made eye contact and then they decided to play a game of chess um i think that would have probably been a bit of a better film is Mm. all i'm saying with sparks playing in the background just you know come on judd lift your game yeah, enough of this like quirky, sappy kind of romantic comedies. People don't need these, man. People need to remember that they're going to die and they need to never forget that. That needs to every, be front of mind. Every piece of art should remind you of your own mortality. Hmm. I agree. I agree. And the fact that we're all, you know, broken and 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 and, and put together in strange ways like a Picasso painting. Hmm. Mm. Um, is Picasso cancelled? I think Picasso's cancelled. Oh, what? Yeah, I think he had some issues. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't. I don't care anymore. You'll lose beca- Ryan Adams, but you're not taking Pablo. No, because like you know, Pablo's dead for a start, and like I just like I'm sure it's probably something really bad. And, but I just feel like every day there's like something of like, did you hear that like uh, Paul McCartney did a fucking wet fart at the back? You know, like it's just like, fuck, let's just leave the small things of the part rather than like worry about what Pablo Picasso did like 90 years ago. Maybe we should just go back and have a look at what was happening in Germany in the fucking mid late 30s and have a look I'm- at America right now. There- there's some history that we should fucking be paying attention to rather than I- worrying about cancelling people who are already dead. Did you know John Wayne was a fucking racist? Of course I did. He's fucking John Wayne. What did you I- think? I would- he was a I fucking like old man in the 60s. You <laughs> fucking morons. I- I- I, I don't think anyone's forgotten about fascism in Germany in the uh, oh, late 30s. Fuck, man. Well, uh, if people spend all their time... My point is, if people spend all their time scouring Playboy interviews of John Wayne in 1966 going, oh my God, this guy's fucking racist. Or Sean Connery didn't have great attitudes towards women. Fucking duh. You know what I mean? Pay, look at something more important. Either wrestling... <laughs> Or history. <laughs> you can have multiple things that you care about. I'm just like, I'm sick of fucking wet fart McCartney getting away fucking with Fucking wet fart McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting, Paul. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I think I followed through on that one. Uh, anyway. I can live a puddly and cunt. <laughs> The Road Warriors get a win over the Nasty Boys uh, with animal hitting knobs uh, with a with a leg guard. Why is this leg guard out in every match with the the Road Warriors? I'm uh, just happy that we're back to normal programming and we had a Steiner Brothers Road Warriors match where I was like, oh, shit, this was really good. And now we're back to me being like, oh, the Road Warriors, no. And also the Nasty Boys, my most hated uh, professional wrestlers. <laughs> you are nemesis, the, the Nasty Boys. And Hulk's mates, surprise, surprise. It's really weird that, like, all of these friends of Hulk Hogan are not very good. Well, this is the thing. Enjoy your time in the sun, friends of Hulk Hogan, because soon a hard rain's going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> About 20 years. 
uh, you'll no longer be able to be employed off the back of your orange hot dog friend. <laughs> um, the the nasty boys. What really bothers me is they're like. It's it's when you watch like the filth and the fury, the Sex Pistols documentary. That's really good. That. Yep, they're like. The punks are not as sort of like punky as you think they're going to be. They're a bit like they're a bit like pick your nose, your snot brain. And you're like, oh, oh like the that, old that, footage of the yeah. Sex Pistols, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, they're actually not not like as like cutting edge and like when you've got like Mike Patton pissing himself on stage and stuff. Yeah, I know, right? It's quite quaint. It's like on July twelfth, nineteen seventy six, the Sex Pistols changed the course of human history. By wiping a booger on a wall. <laughs> I just picked out a booger of my nose, Mr. BBC man. What do you think of that? <laughs> and it's like, aside from the fact that like they were high on heroin, it's it's like really they were just doing like really, really shitty two Ronnie's sketches. They're, you know what? They, it's just a continuation of like Beatles press conferences. <laughs> you know, like the Beatles are all kind of like smart arsey and stuff like that. And, mm. and like... It was kind of like, oh, you know, and they were so different. Like, they had their own personalities and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's like a, a more lowbrow, more teenage version of that, of them mm. just being interviewed and going, I don't want to answer your question, Mr. BBC man. It's like Sid Vicious walking around with, uh, with handcuffs, like, tied to his neck and stuff. And it's like, that's not... We know you can get those handcuffs off if you wanted to. Like, it's not particularly cool. It's not particularly scary. But anyway, I'm Fuck sure for you, the time Mr. Very BBC cool, man. Like, it's like we've now got presidents who fucking speak like that. I mean, it's not. It's not. Joe Biden's constantly swearing at the BBC. Oh, bleep Biden! He's so punk rock, Joe. He can't help himself. <laughs> anyway, the Road Warriors got the win in this match, so the the right thing happened in the end. And of yeah, course, I think we're we've got a Road Warriors Steiner Brothers feud coming up, which will be cool. That'll be some good wrestling to watch. Anything to do with the Steiner Brothers, I'm all in on at this point. Uh, we got uh, an ad for Uncensored. I actually thought, like, I mean, the, there was an ad earlier that was so 90s. I mean, in our ECW podcast, we're talking about a lot of 90s cultural stuff, which is heaps of fun. You guys should check it out, subscribe, and you'll get the ECW episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, Eric does a quick little ad for it, and they're selling it really well. Look... I think, you know what Eric Bischoff's genius is, mm. having listened to hours of him talk about wrestling and um, and doing this, and uh, is that he really is very good at marketing and advertising. That That's his genius. He knows how to, like, um, he can create a product, but I think that, like, the way he sells Uncensored is, we can't show this on TV. Like, what's going to happen on Sunday? We can't show you anything. We can't even show you still photographs because it'll be so off the hook. It'll be so... I mean, it's called Uncensored for a reason. And TV censored. Well, guys, we cannot show this to you. The only way that you're going to be able to see this is if you buy that pay-per-view. And if we did show it to you, you wouldn't buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> well, that's the line you don't say. See, that's See, that's why Eric's a genius. I believe Uncensored becomes one of the worst, consistently worst WCW pay-per-views. It's no sold out, 
and it's no road wild or hog wild, but it's pretty bad. It's well, I mean, all the storylines leading up to it would suggest that it's awful. Mm. And um, this last segment of this nitro, I mean, if this is the lead into that pay per view, holy shit! I am, um, I legitimately got angry halfway through this. I mean, it doesn't take much for me to get angry, as you guys heard earlier in the episode. <laughs> I got angry about people cancelling Pablo Picasso. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he's fucking dead. I'm not even sure, to be fair, I'm not sure he's been cancelled. Yeah, that I is the kind of conversations that we be. have where you're like, I think this happened, and I'm like, fucking fuck, and then you're like, oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the podcasts coming on the Wrestle Wolf Network is Damo and a therapist dealing with uh, some deep seated. <laughs> I'll never go to a therapist. That's where my genius comes from, is the anchor. <laughs> anyway, speaking of anger, let's get through this. God damn. This might be the worst segment of wrestling I've ever seen. Come on. I'm serious, man. This might be worse than the fucking Alexa Bliss Oscar raw segment from last week <laughs> all right let's get into it rick and taskmaster jump hulk hogan and macho man as soon as they get in the ring so the, i think also I, I there's legitimate questions i need to ask you this tag match between rick flair and the taskmaster and the mega mm. powers mm. is it a no dq match or is it do they mention that at all uh no they don't say it's no dq and particularly given it ends in a Disqualification. Oh, you're right. I didn't even. I, there's so much going on. I didn't even notice. <laughs> it's that. a Texas Tornado tag team match. Right. What does that mean? Anyone can be in the ring at any time, as long as they're from Texas. Oh, like <laughs> cool. <laughs> Seems discriminatory, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hulk. Uh, the one part that I enjoyed of this match before we get into how terrible it is that Mulk grabs a Hulk. Mulk. Mulk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm called, Macho Man Hulk from now on. Hulk. <laughs> Hulkster grabs a giant Macho Man uh, foam hat out of the crowd and sticks it over Rick's head and starts punching Rick in the head. I did kind of enjoy that. It's very Warner Brothers cartoon esque. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. I'm into this. <laughs> the crowd are really popping for this match, and I, I just, I, <laughs> I'm just going to read the rest of my notes and we'll try and work out. What the fuck happened here? We... Actually, this is the one other point I've got. We've got to see a lot of Rick versus Hulk in the last two, three months. Kind of wrestling each other. There's been little bits and pieces of them, mate. What a shame it is that we never really... I mean, I know there's NWO versus Hulk and stuff later on. And and we get actual matches and stuff. But what a shame that we don't... Like, kind of at the end of their prime, get a proper Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan feud. Hulk, obviously, is a baby face because he would never do anything else. And Rick is the heel. Building up to... I mean, this Uncensored could be so different if it was just Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. You know, in an, you call it, have a last man standing match if you want or whatever. But um, there's just so much gaga and bullshit around the two of them in, in this feud. I, this was the thing that... This was my big takeaway of this segment was like, what a waste. <laughs> what yeah. a waste. Of, like, you could have the two greatest wrestlers of all time. I mean, everyone has their own favorites, but Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are probably the two biggest names in wrestling of all time, right? And, like, to have the two of them have a proper feud would have been so great. And we just... 
we're getting the booty man and the yeti and fucking you know jimmy hart is out there and so is arn anderson and blah blah, blah. like there's seven managers and 19 <laughs> different friends and I, I, that that was my big takeaway was like oh, what a shame <laughs> <laughs> My my big takeaway was this has to end. Like all things, this too shall pass <laughs> as I was watching it. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, I don't have notes of everything that happened because it just became too hard. All mm. I, I ended up just writing, this match fucking sucks. <laughs> this is really bad. And it goes for 10 minutes. It goes for a really long time. Arn comes down, trips over Hulk Hogan. There's a DQ finish. Then Arn's like waving... Uh, the booty man comes down to help out because, of course, he does. And then Arn, like, waves to the back room and the usual fucking retrobates come down. Except we've got two new people, Zed Gangster and The Ultimate Solution. I have um, one quarter of my family heritage is Polish Jew. And I'm hearing The Ultimate Solution get uh, announced. Just inherently shook me to my core <laughs> I was uh, like, <laughs> i don't like that name <laughs> uh either did uh either did uh the people because the name of robert swenson or svenson i don't know is uh mm. is uh or as wikipedia calls him robert alexander in brackets jeep swenson jr um yeah. It was changed immediately. Fucking thank Christ. He's, what he's, were they he's thinking? Oh, no. So, this is the thing. So, uh, he's he's named the final solution in this one, and then he gets renamed the ultimate solution. Oh, my God. So, he actually was called the final solution. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly uh, just oh Facebook God. you a little link to oh uh, God. a Wikipedia hey. page. For this fellow, because you need to see, and the listeners need to see, his name is Robert, spelt normal, Swenson, S-W-E-N-S-O-N. Please immediately Google this and go to his Wikipedia page, because the picture of him is a photo of Swenson with his wife and daughter in 1996. They all seem to be naked. The daughter is draped over one of his shoulders and the wife is kissing him while draped over the other shoulder. I did notice that. uh, (laughs) That's his daughter. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, guys, you have to Google this. This It's on the Wikipedia page. And if you click the photo, it comes up just saying Jeep Swenson 1996. (laughs) It's there's literally nothing good about this. Like, I'm just quickly looking to see if there's like... uh, some sort of like KKK crossover or something like that. It doesn't say anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just I so think it's just it's, um, dumb wrestlers. Yeah, trying to be funny or something or like I mean that's a really yeah. Even in 1996, man, that name is highly inappropriate. I, I will just point out that the the <laughs> yeah oh no it's absolute like it's terrible, but uh. I don't get into much of like you can't do that, you can't do that. Like, you know, people try and do things artistically. Stop trying to cancel Robert Swenson, the final solution. Please. I fucking am. <laughs> well, at least the name just changed. I mean, it anyway. His daughter's now a very, uh, a very, uh, 
I don't know the word to use, but she's an Instagram influencer that um, posts a lot of confrontingly sexual photos. She's the booty girl? She's the new booty girl? She is absolutely (laughs) the new booty girl. Right, okay. (laughs) Anyway, Zed Gangster is the guy from No Holds Barred, right? It's Tiny Lister. He died recently. No, did he? Zeus. Yeah. He's my favourite actor in my favourite film. <laughs> he's like he's he's legit. I feel really bad for him. He's um he's in the the fifth element. Yeah, no, I he's mean he's Friday. genuinely he's one of those interesting wrestling stories of like he got pulled into wrestling legitimately because he looked amazing. You know, like he's just such a strange mm. looking guy. <laughs> Um, and I mean, Eric at this stage is like, uh, well, you know, Hulk and Macho Man have done so well for me. So why wouldn't I just bring every WWF person in, you know, any rock and roll wrestling person that I can. Yeah. Like Elizabeth has come in and then Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Now Zeus. Now he's going to feud with Zeus. (laughs) Um, but Jesus Christ, man. I mean, there's literally what, like 12 people in the ring at the end of this. And then like- you know, by this stage, it's like, well, who cares? But, I mean, I do. <laughs> the booking here right at the end is so terrible where we've got the three big guys. I mean, my, uh, uh, Booty Man's come down for the save as well, by the way. So, he's failed. So, like, he's a complete failure. And then the three of them, the three good guys, run off through the crowd. I know they're trying to show that, like, you know, Zed Gangster and Ultimate Solution or whatever his name is. I can't say that again. Um, <laughs> Just like call him so Robert Swenson. And, yeah, Swenson. Are so big and scary that they run off. But also, this is your baby faces. These are the people that you're wanting to see on the pay-per-view, right? Like, you want to see if they're going to win or not. That would be the equivalent if I was watching SmackDown last night and when Roman Reigns was, like, having a go at Kevin Owens' family and his dad and grandparents, and so like, especially his granddads that he's got, like, he's got their, Kevin Owens has their names, like, tattooed on his knuckles or whatever. There would be, like, if Kevin Owens just went, oh, you've insulted my, my granddads. I'm a bit scared. And then just got up and ran off. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, well, I assume Roman Reigns will win that big match at the pay-per-view because <laughs> Kevin Owens seems really scared of him. You shouldn't right. um you shouldn't attack people's grandparents though. <laughs> no, well, like that's it's what, it, that's what Kevin said to Roman. It actually like shows fair, a I mean, level Kevin of did disrespect and insanity that like actually maybe would scare me more than it's like you're a professional wrestler assaulting another professional wrestler like you know someone in their 20s or 30s is is your it's job. part of the job. But like being like, I'm gonna fucking nut that old man. Like that's crazy be- person behavior. That's not cool. That's the, I mean, Roman did. <laughs> like if you break <laughs> into, love that. He'd be like, Kevin like does his part, <laughs> and then Roman just goes, "I'm gonna nut your old man." <laughs> <laughs> it does sound a little bit like he's gonna. Anyway, but like if if you were to break into a house, right, be- mm. and you were to. Uh, if 
Because you you're going to steal things for money to buy drugs. You're a cliche. Yeah, I know. I did. I I know what I do for a living. <laughs> so, but then you get confronted by like a 25 year old, and you like push him and punch him to get him out of the way and run out of the thing. That's bad. Like that's shit behavior. But if you're confronted by a 78 year old and you push him and punch him to get out of the way, that's it's really horrific. bad behavior. Hmm. Roman should also say he hates um, any pregnant relatives of Kevin Owens. Why are we talking about this? Sorry. I'm- <laughs> it's Rumble Day. <laughs> Happy Rumble Day, by the way, guys. We're really we're really putting this 1996 episode in, a, in the 2021 context. Well, look, man, you know, it, this episode was so bad and so little happened. I, I would, mo- I, I've already moved on. Do you want to mentally... Mentally preparing myself to be disappointed for Daniel Bryan to not win another Royal Rumble. <laughs> do you do you want to hear the what happened on Monday Night Raw? Yeah, what's going on on the WWF? Davy Boy Smith defeated Jake Roberts. Ooh. Gold Dust defeated Fatu. Uh, That's Rikishi. Yeah. Diesel defeated Barry Horowitz. Hmm. Um, no. Unless it's a lasagna match, I'm not interested. In <laughs> and then sl- Sleepy Brett defeated Tatanka. Fuck, all right. Sleepy <laughs> <laughs> breath. <laughs> you're watching. You're watching Raw, aren't you? Uh, Bret Hart's in the in the main event, so it's pretty hard for me to look. If I, I put it this way, I'm probably because of loyalty. I'm probably watching WCW, but if I get to like. Because if we're putting it in context, if I've been watching WCW every week for the last eight weeks, mm. I'm sick of this last segment that happens every week. So if I flick over and Bret Hart's in the main event, then I'm, I'm going to stay on WWF. So I'd say for the last ten minutes, I'm watching. I'm watching Raw. <laughs> well, the the people agreed with you. We got a two point nine rating for Raw and a three point six rating for. Uh- Oh, no, sorry. The people don't agree with you. We got a 2.9 rating for Raw and a 3.6 rating for Nitro. Nitro win. I mean, on pure star power, Nitro should win every week, right? Like, if you look at the two Yeah, well, one has Bret Hart and the other has Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, as much as I don't want to agree with that, I mean, there's Ric Flair, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan... The booty man. Uh, you know, even Arn Anderson and Taskmaster. I mean, those people have been around for a long time. The people on Raw that we've mentioned, I mean, Diesel's not a big deal. Like, Kevin Nash isn't a big deal yet, really. Um, I mean, he kind of is, but isn't. So, um, but me personally, uh, Bret Hart, I'm probably going to watch Bret Hart. Fair enough. I'm uh, going to watch WCW Nitro because I don't want to watch Bret Hart. <laughs> uh this episode sucked i would not watch this um although if you're in the states uh, i would probably watch any wcw content you can while it's on peacock until the executives at nbc go why are all of our servers filled with this fucking old wrestling and get rid of it and replace it with fucking joey episodes god i feel sorry we're we're not watching uh the rumble together but you are watching it with a mutual friend and you're already at 98, and the Rumble's going to push you over. <laughs> um, I feel like I should text him and just say, hey, just so you know, like, you might want to don't have anything with caffeine in the house. If you just want to, like, crush up some, like, Nurofen and chuck it in, his, like, a, in a Coke for him, 
might help. Yeah, there's uh, things that gonna. Right, look, I watched <laughs> I watched SmackDown last night in preparation, and I was like okay with it. But I, I just things just pop into my head where I'm like, oh yeah, Vince did that, <laughs> and then it makes me angry again. Well, when Donald and Trump wins like, the Royal Rumble, <clears throat> you're gonna be pretty fucking angry. Oh, fuck, imagine. Um, I like I've sent tweets to like four or five official accounts, including NBC <laughs> accounts, just saying like. Can we get an official statement saying that the old content will stay on the Peacock WWE Network servers and just nothing? <clears throat> just nothing. There's nothing in the press release statements. There's just nothing. They're just like, no, nah, we're not going to promise you that at all. <laughs> you malcontent. Why Why hasn't NBC re- replied to my tweet? It's not hard. They've got full digital media teams. That that's their fucking job. Are you and Are you and David gonna do a gonna do a Royal Rumble wrap up? Is that Is that gonna happen? Uh, we'll see. If Daniel Bryan wins and I'm in a good mood, maybe <laughs> I'll suggest it. Otherwise, <laughs> oh. otherwise I'll be like, David, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> There's potential. There's a Royal Rumble wrap up coming. Then that's a. I don't think so. I think uh, DB did a big promo about it yesterday. Mm. Although, I mean, seeing that he's done the pro, him and Bianca Blair both did promos, so I suggest that like those promos could be used later on down the track. Mm. So, I don't know. I saw that Ross Twiddell from Cultaholic earned £187 on putting a bet on uh, Nakamura to win. Mm. But he, like, pulled the bet early. You know how you can pull the bet? Early because the odds had raised so much over the last like three or four weeks, he earned like close to two hundred quid. That's crazy. Just by playing the wrestling stock market. Ah, <laughs> uh, good, good. Fit. We obviously don't have anything left to talk about on this episode, so we might as well wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you for your support, uh, as always, guys. Um, you know our listenership is up again this month, and and I'm really you know the two of us are just so thankful for your support we really are um uh you can continue to support us by subscribing sharing the podcast rating and reviewing us four stars or above please uh following us on social media um and and just sort of sharing the episodes and stuff um but ultimately just listening to our episodes is what what we we love you guys doing um but until next time brother friends pepe is dead <laughs>